Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 21st official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We'll discuss the benefit of pacing yourself while smoking and our love of classic TV shows from the 80s and 90s, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair Oban Little Bay with the Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversary Nicaragua in number two. A dark box press torpedo from Monte Cristo, the Nicaraguan version. 1935 anniversary number two really really nice looking cigar and also i guess we're getting to be a little trendy here boys the number two cigar of the year this year with uh, cigar aficionado okay. number is two this nicaraguan it looks like it is. it's yeah, nicaraguan it's, nicaraguan. Yeah. it's yeah. a pu- it's a puro i can't does it say that on the band I can't yeah right see. under right on the bottom of the the circle right under money yeah nicaragua series yeah like when you look at the foot mm-hmm. it almost looks like that yeah, it's very nicely rolled. Yeah, good construction. Yeah, yeah construction's outstanding. Can't, looks look, beautiful. Looks can be deceiving, as we know. Absolutely. Oh, we, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's cut this thing. See what the cold draw is like. So these cigars were about nineteen bucks a piece when I picked them up. I have to That's say, the wrapper is beautiful on this cigar. It is. Dark, it, it smells beautiful, it and does. on the cold draw, I feel like I get really like dark cocoa, mm. 
a little leather. Yeah. Very uh, Padron-esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think chocolatey is very uh, appropriate for the cigar. Like very dark chocolate. Yeah, like very dark chocolate. As a grinder would say, cacao. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> I have very high hopes for this cigar. Not only in how it looks and uh, how it is on the cold draw here. I'm, I'm being just, number two. I'm hoping it's great. Just smell the wrapper. I yeah. really it's, love the so aroma. It's, it's funny you're saying that. I'm reading the wrapper. It's a combination of peanut shells, sweet earth, leather, barnyard, hay, a bit of oak. Um, and it's the cold draw brings flavors of creamy oak, leather, earth tones, clay. Rolling cigar. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the cigar. That's what I'm reading. <laughs> this was Just the, on this the wrapper? With a touch on, of sweetness. No. The, cold draw and a wrapper. Is, Rooster, my, pipe down. My palate is fucked. No, I was saying to smell the wrapper. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Smell the wrapper. All right, let's light this baby. The uh, Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary. Of course, the Nicaraguan version of Monte Cristo, not the Cuban. And this is a uh, cigar that was made for the 85th anniversary of Monte Cristo. And it is a box press torpedo, as we mentioned. 52 ring gauge by six and, uh, six and an eighth. You really got to light this thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to be out of fluid pretty soon. If you just, if you put it to your mouth and do a direct hit, like a, and just flare it. Fires right up. Very Nicaraguan on the uh, on the light. Kind of getting like a, a coffee thing. A little chocolate. Agree. Coffee, chocolate, and leather. Those are like the yeah. three dominant notes I get. I'm getting primarily leather right now. Yeah. Has anybody smoked a Nicaraguan Monte Cristo before? Because I have not. Have any of you guys had one of these? Not not the Nicaraguan. I've had some yeah. couple of white labels. Yes. Those are Dominican. Yeah. I've had the white label too. I've had the white label, but there's a Nicaraguan like that's adjacent to that, which I've had. I think it has an orange and white label, Might if I'm be. not mistaken. And I had one of those and I remember it being pretty good. Yeah, I feel like the Nicaraguan series is relatively new for Monte Cristo. I feel like within the last few years I saw them come out with that. I haven't, this is the first one I've had of it. I think the other Nicaraguan one, it's a blue uh, band. Blue rat. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a cheaper it. I don't know if that's like an entry level. I don't know where that falls in the line. But what I find interesting about this is obviously we smoked the 1935 uh, Linea from Cuba, uh, which obviously marked the year that Monte Cristo was founded. But this, this cigar is an 85th anniversary, released in 2020. Uh, of the name and Cuban Monte Cristo Habanos did not release a cigar in celebration of their 85th year, which is pretty, pretty interesting that, that they're doing it with the, uh, the Nicaraguans. Well, Habanos isn't, but you know what I mean? A lot of smoke output on this thing. Yeah. Draw is perfect. Very good combustion. Excellent draw. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Burning full, great so far. Full flavored. Right off the bat, full flavor. I'm pretty impressed with the cigar so far. Same. Uh, yeah. No, I was wrong. So I had smoked one of these. It's um, it was a Romeo. It was this that was uh, that cigar, but Nicaraguan. It was a Romeo. Eighteen seventy five. Right. Eighteen seventy five Nicaraguan. Yeah. Um. How does uh, how was that? 
Is it pretty it, decent? It, it was okay. I mean, my uncle Mark gave it to me. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, but it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely has the, those hints of Padron that I certainly look for when I'm, when I'm lighting up a, a, a high-level Padron. Yeah. I, I hesitate to compare many cigars <laughs> to Padron. Don't but do it. Giz is, is, is exactly right. I, I, I'm sorry. I feel like already just when you're holding the cigar, right, the box press, it feels yeah. like you it, start yeah. thinking Padron, and the flavors, it, it's really rich, um, and it's, it's not hitting me in the back of my throat. It's, it's smooth and delivering it I, I'm so far. Off to a good start. So far, so good. I'm getting a, a weird medicine-y type of uh I can't explain it. I put my finger on it. Minerally, maybe, very minerally. Hmm. A little different for me. I think it's interesting too that in the cigar aficionado uh top 25 this year, both number one and number two were tor- uh, torpedoes. The padron was a torpedo, which is obviously a Nicaraguan, but uh, a natural. And this is certainly, I would call this a Maduro wrapper. I, I love a torpedo. I mean, I, I think most of us smoke more robustos than probably any other shape but second for me in terms of just preference i love a torpedo obviously we did the bellicosos finos we've reviewed pargas p2 and uh, i'm loving a box pressed uh torpedo as well yeah i mean so far this is pretty it's pleasant but it's powerful it is powerful we it can, stays with you on the front of your tongue getting some woodiness to it well, Agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like sweetness in the front, yeah. a little pepper in the back. Yeah. And um, so far, so good. But we'll see. That can change. The cigar. Like, comes you know, in. when we went on previous reviews and some of these newer world cigars, you know, you get. But I can tell you one thing: the difference between this and one of the most more recent cigars. This is not. However, it was stored. Like you can just tell. There's no sponginess here. There's yeah, no weirdness. Better. It's just, it's way better. It's, yeah. it's, it, it feels good. It feels like it's supposed to feel. Well, I'm happy because the retailer I got these from uh, is definitely a place I'm going to go back because I saw that they kept their humidor at 67. And when I was in there, I saw it after it settled, after the door was open. It's a tighter room. It's not a big place. So it's certainly more manageable. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be going there again. Cool. It's high you know. praise. It meets the gizmo test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was surprised <laughs> that when I saw 67 on, on two different, um, on two different, uh, uh, hygrometers in that humidor, I was, I was pretty impressed. Nice. So the thing that surprised me about this stick, I haven't had many non Cuban Montes. I think rooster mentioned the, uh, the Monte Cristo white label, which is non Cuban. I've had that. It's like a really nice, just morning smoke, very smooth, easy, easy smoking, creamy, um, but I feel like the maybe I've had one or two other Montes and they're not they're not super flavorful. And I'm just amazed. I mean, it's cool to see them make a Nicaraguan Puro where this has got like a lot of flavor, like a Padron would. And um, I'm I'm pleased so far. It's really good. I mean, like I said, this is it's probably the closest thing that I've ever tasted to a Padron. That's not a Padron. Yeah, it's unusual to see a Monte this flavorful. Yeah. How's how's everyone's draw? Excellent. Mine's perfect. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Mine's good. Mine's I saw a, Rooster a little, having a. Mine's a little tight. Do you, do you need a perfect draw? Yeah, I have one. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you try the Gizmo cut? I think it might help. Yeah, yeah. take another half an inch off. <laughs> Make it a robusto. Yeah. So this this cigar comes in three other vitolas. Okay. Uh, Churchill, Toro, and one called a Demi, 
I saw that today. It was like thin and... That's a thin Toro. Yeah. More or less. And all of these are box pressed, I take it? Yes. They all were, nice. were box pressed. Yeah. I didn't nice. see... They didn't have the Churchill where I bought these today. I'm glad um, you didn't get that. Yeah, of course. Well, I wanted to get this one because it was number two, but... Yeah. I'm getting something a little bitter. Um, me too. A bit, yeah. I'm getting some bitterness, um, which I had that, is not pleasant. I had that from the beginning, but it was serviceable because of, of the other nice notes that we had. I'm getting, I don't know if it's the same thing you're getting, Pooh, but I'm getting a little bit of a Tatuaje vibe in, in kind of the aftertaste there. I don't know if we, I want to call that bitterness. Fair. But it's fair. It's, it, it, I wouldn't say the pleasant side of Tatuaje is what I'm getting there, not what I would chase in that cigar that I like. But I mean, um, yeah. through the nose, it's super strong. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't try it. It'll make, your, it'll make your fucking eyes blow up. I won't you do can't that. can't do it. Nope. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's a very strong retro hail. So, I, you know, if if you blind tested me against and maybe put this up against some other, a Padron of some sort, I don't, I think I could, I'd, I could pick it out. I mean, it's, oh yeah, you can it's, definitely, it's, and I, it's it's a hundred percent. You I, would pick it out. I don't mean to say this is as good as a, a Padron. I don't think this has the smoothness or the creaminess that even some of the more earthy padrones that we smoke, or stronger padrones per se that we smoke. But um, I don't know, just some of the similar flavor notes. Yeah, that, that's the thing. To Gizmo's point, I think whenever we make padrone comparisons, there will never be a cigar that's truly like a padrone, but. Padron is sort of the benchmark, I feel like, for a full-flavored cigar that is does not, like, punch you in your face with nicotine. And this has a lot of flavor. It's not punching me with nicotine. But, I mean, is it as smooth and wonderful and tasty as a Padron? No. But so far, I, I don't hate this cigar. I There are notes I like. The construction's been good. I like the white ash on this stick. Uh, Pagoda, I'm curious. You you really like full flavored cigars. This has a lot of this flavor. This is right down your power alley. Yeah, no, I I'm kind of uh, really, yeah, in two minds. It's it's really interesting. I know you mentioned Padron, but I initially thought, oh, is it more like the late hour? Because uh, as you guys know, that's one of my favorite cigars, and it started off with that coffeeish, chocolatey uh, taste, which I kind of really liked. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the jury is still out. Um, I just find like a lot of these, like this particular cigar, I think I might have tried it once before in one of the Monte Cristo lounges in New York City, um, you know, had stepped in and we were smoking over there. So you, you expected to buy a couple of cigars to just hang out there. Um, and I remember trying it and I thought it was uh, pretty good. I Like, I didn't know whether I would go and pick up a stick for 20 bucks um, because there are a lot uh, of uh, better alternatives at the price. Oh, yeah. No uh, doubt about that. But, um, yeah, I meaning at this point, you know, the jury's still out, I think. I, I do find that this is not very as good, the construction, maybe. It's not, it's like one of those aging rooms, like, you know, like, I feel like um, they're not very dense rolls. They don't feel like heavy cigars. They feel very light to kind of fold. I, I don't know how to express it. Well, I think it's I think um, it's full. It's full. full you know, the full. aging room comparison is very fair with this cigar. Yeah. I was Absolutely. saying the same to myself. It's a right. great point, Pagoda. I've had a few of those. You know, I had bought a box about two years ago. I went through them. Very reminiscent. 
It's a great, I, great I like analogy. the aging room comparison yeah. too. I feel like the flavor profile is is similar, like Pagoda mentioned, where I give this more credit than I certainly do that aging room is there are not as many rough edges in this as there were that aging room. That aging room, I would, I mean, the back of my throat, every one of those cigars I smoked, and I can't believe that got cigar of the year a few years ago, it was super rough around the edges. I mean, it needed to age. You know, the irony of it's the mm-hmm. aging room and the fucking cigars are not aged. Uh, <laughs> but this stick doesn't give me that experience, so I, I appreciate this more than I certainly did that aging room. Yeah, I mean, at this price point, I, I would say, and I would I would pick up, a, excluding Padrones, taking Nicaraguan, if you're talking Nicaraguan Puros, taking Padron off the table, I'd buy a, the Davidoff box press Nicaraguan over this at this price point all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. 100%. Absolutely. And I think to your point about price, I mean, the Padron, number one cigar of the year, is also a torpedo. Um, It's going to give you a similar size to this, probably a similar smoke time, even if not a little longer. And that's less expensive than this cigar. How much was this? This was about 19 bucks with tax, 20 bucks. So about the same price as the Liga. Nine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not worth it. Well, that's yeah. very sad. Actually, the Liga was a little cheaper than this. Really? 17. And yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. 1775. And that to me is a home run hitter compared to this. What is this wrapper? I would smoke that. I would smoke that Liga. I'd smoke above the Liga this. above this, over this. I'm with so you. I just have to ask, what is this wrapper? It's really, really dark. It's, okay. it's, I don't think it's a Maduro. It looks like a Maduro. It does. But I'm just curious. I mean, this is one of the darkest wrappers. I don't think they, the so I'll say this. I don't think they offer it in any other wrapper. You might be right. So I think that this is it. I don't know what they're calling this, but. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I have no doubt this is yeah. the only wrapper. I, I'm just curious what this is made well, of. They're calling a Maduro, it a, a Connecticut Broadleaf? They're calling it, a, it's a Nicaraguan wa- a wrapper. The binder's Nicaraguan, the fillers, so, so it's a Puro, but they're not, they're not coming out and naming that wrapper. Got it. Yeah. So I have to say, I mean, my, my cigar was kind of. Yeah, how did re- surgery re- go? Re- really tight. But that perfect draw, what mm-hmm. a tool. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have one. Are you up to speed now? Yeah, definitely. There you go. <laughs> it just totally opened up. Nice. I got like a nice little chunk and... Uh, Love that tool. Really opened up, yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, if I was smoking this, um, if like, let's say, this was the only cigar I had for the evening or something, this, was, this would be something that I would smoke. Um, everyone has a different pace. Pagoda's pace is faster than mine. Uh, Bam's pace is faster than mine. I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'd I would tend to smoke this slow. Rooster's probably a step slower than me. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, maybe. Just, I'm just slow in general. But <laughs> but I would smoke this. I would need to smoke this slow. There's some cigars you can you can pick up the pace on that are more medium bodied, you know. But this, I think, I would need to just Take it easy. So are it, you? It, it, it's 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 it, it's there's a lot there. So is it too much oomph that makes you want to, you know, take more time between each draw? Is it flavor? Is it strength? What is it? I for feel you? like when it heat, if I let it heat up too much, it Got gets it. bitter. Got it. What's interesting? I mean, I also. Now, oh, sorry. Now, what's interesting? I want to piggyback on what you said, Senator. It doesn't get you in the back of the throat, though. For me, it's right up front. Yeah. It's, so it makes it palatable, right? Because if you get it in the back, like the aging room, that's hard to take. Yeah, it starts to dry your throat. Yeah, out I, I, was, I was getting into it a little bit. I mean, with any cigar, if you heat it up too much, it's not going to perform great. But there's some cigars you can kind of, you can tackle it. You know, you can push it through. With this, it's like if you do that with this, 
I was having the experience where it, you, that bitterness bitterness becomes more pronounced. Yeah, I mean, to to Puba's point, where where I agree is, I just feel like maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe other guys feel the same way. Any cigar that puts out a tremendous amount of flavor, which I would describe this as a lot of flavor. I would describe the Liga Nine we smoked as a lot of flavor. I would describe a Padron 90th as a lot of flavor. And that's, you know, I'm getting those a similar experience of all of those cigars. And, you know, I like some of those more than I do others. But to Puba's point, all three of those sticks I just named, I smoke slower because the flavor that you get, it's just so intense. You, you just kind of need to savor slow it. It down yeah. that journey and savor it to Rooster's point where for, another, for other sticks that are medium full that I love, the flavor is not so intense that I need to pause to appreciate it. I, I can digest that and I'm ready for the next puff. Yeah. And on this, it's like so lingering. You don't need to draw as often. Yeah, it, it, can, it can conclude. It's a, it has a very long finish. Okay, that's that, a great way to put that's it. That's it. A very it has good a way to very long finish. So it between does. draws, like the taste. So if, if with this cigar for the listener, I think the conclusion is if you're smoking this, it has a very long finish and, 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 and in between draws, it's going to hang around. So if you pile it on, if you pile it on and pile it on and pile it on, it could it it has the potential, depending on who you are, to become maybe just a little too much. Agreed. It is it is a lot like the Padron 90th. Mm. I must say. Yep. I mean the 90th has very similar flavor profile. This is tastier though. I'm sorry. The the 90th. 90th forget what I just yeah. said. The nine, it's much tastier. True, but similar notes I'm picking up from this. Uh, this might have maybe a hint more pepper. Agree. Right. The middle's like good, you know. If you pause between draws, and I think if you smoke, the, if smoke this, that's the way that, it, like, that's good for you. It becomes it's becoming more enjoyable. If I take a draw every 45 seconds or a minute or so and take my time with it, that, that next draw is much more pleasurable than if I sped it up. And I think the thing that's benefiting what you're saying here is it, the construction is, it, it is, it is a well-constructed cigar, so it's not going to burn. It's not going to go out on you. It's burning razor sharp. I think everybody's having that same experience, certainly now rooster after having so, done surgery. Yeah. But I have, I, I have a question. So when Cigar Aficionado rates this as the number two cigar, yeah, do you notice like the prices go up? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all the you retailers know, put the signs the retailers, out. Like you know, they kind of price gouge a little bit. Sure, yeah, totally. Go up it's retail. Bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the MSRP is on this. It's anyway. just under seventeen bucks. The MSRP. It is. Yeah. Okay. So I th- I think for what I mean, this when cigar Jor- is, when Jordash gets hot at your store, you you mark that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> You're dating him now. I'm, uh, I'm making a joke. <laughs> That's funny. I will say though, for I mean, if this cigar was a little less expensive, not that I would rate it different or think differently of it, I would certainly be more willing to reach for it again in moments where I'm looking for this type of flavor. But at 19 bucks, whatever they're gonna, whatever we're gonna call it, between 17 and 20, I don't know if I would because I think there's other cigars out there that will. Can be something similar for less. That's the thing, because the cigars that we've talked about that have similar flavor notes, right? Rooster was explaining how the notes are really similar to the Padron 90th, which I agree with. That's like a $20 stick. You know, this is 19. 
the Liga 9 was 17. They're all right around the same price point. And so I can't help it. It's going to factor certainly into my head as I'm rating this cigar where that stacks up against those because I feel like they're all competing for that occasion that you would reach for a really full flavored rich cigar like one of those three yeah plus when you buy a box of the padron 90 it you know it comes in a in a 10 pack the box is beautiful and they come in tubes beautiful burgundy tubes and it's one of the few padrones that are not box pressed you know it's got a beautiful presentation it's the only one the only one that's not box pressed yeah this is coming around a little bit for me i'm not you know, if someone gifted me this, if I would, you know, if I'm really just taking my time, I like it a lot more, a lot more. I got a question for you. So I'm about halfway through. Are you getting any a, a hint of sweetness? Because I'm getting it yeah. now. Yeah. Sweetness yeah. and a little cinnamon I'm getting now. Mm. I'm not getting a baking spice, but I'm getting sweetness for sure. Yeah, a little bit of the, like, um, well, it's, it's, it's like a sweet pepper. Yeah, cinnamony mm. kind of. Spicy. It's 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 not it's balanced or it, it definitely or, made it out of the first third without me wanting to complain about it, which I'm actually kind of surprised about in a way. But I guess we'll see what what happens it's got here. Nice nice white ash. Yeah yeah, yeah tight. I so, could see how somebody would really like this. I mean, absolutely. I I, I this is. I'd like to see Puba smoke it all the way down. Do Pagoda is almost done with this. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Alan. <laughs> That's <laughs> down of the band. Do, do you guys know who blended this? Uh, AJ. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like all oh, roads. I feel like yeah. all New World roads lead back to AJ, AJ. Fernandez. It's like Altidus had him blend this. The product actually is grown on their farm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good tobacco. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's just if it's your jam or not. You know, it's just if this type of. Th- Nicaraguan Puro is your jam, and you're like really into that. I think that I could see being like really into it. I would smoke this cigar again. Hmm. Uh, you think if you kept it in your box for a year, it would yeah, smooth out and get better? You know, it's a situ. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe, but like I could see if like if I was gifted this cigar in the right setting, and I had scotch, a big scotch, and I had all the time in the world kind of thing and i could smoke it at the pace that i want to smoke it uh just kind of where you are we're just kind of where you are we are very relaxed you have a really nice scotch next to you and you're smoking cigar relaxing with buddies yeah, yeah that's true that's true i mean i guess we're not in a rush i mean you know well i'm not <laughs> implying we i'm not implying we're in a rush i was just well if i was at like let's say no, if i, I was at the, I'm just, I'm just. if i was at the grand havana room the days of old pre-pandemic you know, and you sit in that chair and you, you just, you, you, you know, you're looking out at the, the, the view and you're there and you're sitting there or something. And somebody, it was a business meeting and someone passed me the cigar and I, you had the time. time to, I, I could totally smoke this and just be like, and not be angry about it or mm. disappointed too much about it. I wouldn't be thrilled about it. I wouldn't be like, this is the exact thing I want, but I wouldn't be. For me, these cigars like this have one very clear place in my, I won't won't even say rotation because it's not something I smoke regularly, but it's got a a clear occasion. And it's, if I've had like a substantial dinner 
and I'm only going to have one cigar after that. Yeah. That's when I would light up a Liga 9, a Padron 90th, this cigar. Outside of that, when I'm meeting up with the Lizards and we're throwing back a few scotches and having, you know, three, four, or five sticks, that's not where I would slot this in. So I'm, that's why I wouldn't make my regular rotation, but it would have, you know, it would be for that particular occasion. That's where I was kind of going with it. Like if someone, exactly, if there was like a me, if there was, if I was meeting with someone and they said, here's this cigar and we're doing business or something and I had the smoke that, you know, it was like, okay, and you're being, and someone gifted it to me. You would be polite. And, and it was the one cigar we were having for the night, not like how we, we smoked six cigars in an evening type of thing. I would smoke, the, you know, I would smoke it. I'd be content with smoking it and move on with my life. I think it would be perfectly, it's perfectly fine after a dinner. Like, you know, you're going, a, I'd be perfectly fine it, with it. It's funny cigar. you guys talk about that cigar. because not, not this specific cigar, but something that we've called similar with, with the 90th. What I love about the tubo is when I went to a wedding recently, I threw it in my pocket in the tubo. It was good all night. And that was the one cigar I was able to have for yeah. an hour at the wedding. It was perfect, you know, and, and this would be very similar to that, you yeah. know, to your point. You're stuffing your face with a lot of food. You're having a few drinks. You know, you're outside maybe. Yeah, you got a little bit of a load on. Exactly. You got some drinks in you. <laughs> yeah. You're having you know? a good time. You're dancing you're a little bit. Good, right. You know, you need a big Doing the macarena to get, get you, making you feel good. This similar to the to the, uh, to the the Liga, it does have some nicotine now down the stretch. And it gives you that little bit of a like a nick kick where you're like, I feel kind of good. Like. This is making me feel good. Do you think if you, to go back to the speed of smoking, do you think if you smoke this too fast, you'd get the jitters a little bit? Is it that kind no, of strength I, I in nicotine? It, it, I haven't done that, but yeah. I'm on a full stomach. That's okay. the thing. I, I just feel like with any of these types of cigars we're talking about, if you are on an empty stomach, oh, yeah, you're you, be in you would not reach for any of those You sticks. are in trouble. Yeah, you'd be and in it's trouble. It's not a criticism of the cigars. It's just they're really, really strong, full-flavored cigars. Yeah. So you, you want to have a meal before. Well, something. that's what we always joke about Rooster smoking these crazy cigars in the morning, like a Padron 90th. I mean, I don't know how he does it. You know, I, I would never be able to do a cigar like that in the morning. No way. Primitive palate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk about the scotch we got tonight. Oban Little Bay, single malt from the West Highland Coastal Malt. Um, very cool, small cask. You guys said you've had this before. I've not. Um, oh, you, you have. You just don't remember it. <laughs> oh, jeez. You, you've oh, had no. it when... Uh, oh, no. In my backyard around a fire pit. <laughs> oh, times. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, this okay. Is, this was popular... Um, Senator would bring this to the lounge, and I had never had it before. Let me look at the outer box. Nice presentation and, in the box. Uh, and um, the price no. point on this is pretty reasonable. It's like 42 oh, yeah, bucks. Like, oh, okay. Um, no, and, no age statement, though, on that thing. No. Correct. Um, but it's very drinkable. It's, it's, it, I mean, it tastes really good. For the price point, I think you can't beat it. Um, well, unless we're talking Kirkland. Uh, and you know, so I was, I was drinking this for a while and then I kind of similar to Senator, I kind of moved away from it, but I, I would definitely, if I was drinking scotch, quote unquote, in mass or something on a, on a, which you would never do, which I would never, I've never seen it. Um, I like it. I mean, it's very tasty. Yeah. 
So why did you, uh, Senator, why did you decide to bring this one with this specific cigar? So I did not bring this. Pagoda brought Oh, excuse this. me. Pagoda, you brought it. I thought Senator did. I'm sorry no, about no, that. No, no, no. I had just suggested it with this cigar. I, look, my role is simply to suggest pairings, but uh, these lizards have all very generously uh, brought a lot of these uh, fine spirits that we, we pair and taste with these cigars. The funny story, though, behind Little Bay, how I think this infiltrated this group, it was not me that found it. I'll admit, I don't, I don't really ever pick up a scotch that doesn't have an age statement. So I'll just admit I had a bias against this when I saw it, when it came out. And I said, this is just probably, you know, open. They've got all this extra shit they need to get rid of. So they just bottled it, didn't put an age statement and put it at a really affordable price point. And the way I first tried this, and then I think a number of us who were at the lounge that, uh, that day, someone at a cigar lounge of us brought a bottle of this and swore it was really good, and I was very skeptical, as I was Kirkland, and that also, that little tasting happened at the lounge first. And they put it head-to-head -head in a blind tasting against Oban 14, which we all know and love. Yes, we do. And, and we did that on the pod. Yes, we did. Yeah. And I couldn't believe blind, almost every guy picked this over Oban <laughs> 14, and I was just floored. Now... What's strange about this, and maybe I'm crazy, I have this weird suspicion. When they first came out with this, I picked this blind over 14. I was very impressed. I was buying it a lot. We were, you know, in the early pandemic days, sitting outside around a fire pit, and the world was a strange place. Not that it's not still a strange place. And we were drinking a lot of this stuff, and everyone really liked it. And then for some reason, it seemed... I noticed the price started going up on this. They had sucked a lot of customers in. And I feel it does not taste the same as it did when it first was released. I think now it has more of a bite to it. I remember it being a lot smoother. So I fell and out sweeter, of love with this. A little sweeter. I agree with that yeah. as well. And so I fell out of love with this because I feel I could be, this could be my mind playing tricks on me. I don't think it's the same composition as when they first came out with it and then they needed to produce it in a lot greater quantity once they sucked everyone in. When this first was released, it was 40 bucks a bottle. Now it's closer to 50. Huh. I didn't notice that same thing. Um, but I may like it better than the, the scotch we had on one of the previous episodes that's kind of adjacent to this maybe it's more expensive but maybe the glen morgany uh oh glen morangy 10 glen morangy sorry yeah. i'm glen with Marangi you there. 10. I, I think I this tastes better this than the be 10. i would drink this over the, the over that yeah, that i agree really with nice. i know grinder loves the glen morangy 10 i really am not a huge fan of that scotch uh i'm with you pooba i would definitely drink this over the glen morangy yeah 10. this this is more flavorful agree clear i'm not a scotch expert so i mispronounced that but i mean I like this better uh, for me personally. If I had to just buy a bottle of it, I would, I, I, I would like it better. It just doesn't, uh, it, it's just, it's smoother to me. It's a little bit sweeter, which is okay for me. Uh, yeah, the only thing, if you have this neat, it's got a bite. Uh, With uh, ice, yeah, we, we all have great. a few cubes uh, in there, yeah. Uh, but I took an early sip before any of the ice melted just uh -huh. to see if it's still, and it's got a bite. Mm -hmm. But the flavor is great. I mean, to your point, it's got like that sweet kind of sherry-like flavor that we yeah. like. Like, I like the flavor profile of it. Yeah, there's no peat whatsoever. Right. 
Yeah. It's not partic- it's not smoky. Um, you know what's cool is the word Oban Oban is Gaelic for Little Bay. So that's what Oban oh, means. Interesting. So they call it the Oban Little Bay because uh, that's the Gaelic meaning of the word. Which you're is pretty the, cool. You're the master of useless information. I am. It's on the back of the box. So, you're like the, uh, you're like the, you're I'm like just the trying cl- to keep up with grinders not like here. Cliff Cleveland. <laughs> exactly, Puba. Exactly. <laughs> All you need is a mail carrier uniform. And who's coach in the group? I'd like to know. <laughs> Ernie Pantuso. <laughs> this is pretty cool. I'm, again, yeah. I'm reading a little bit about this. I know Grinder would be able to do a full dissertation on Oban, and I'm envious of him with that. But what's cool about this is they say that um, obviously Oban has been around since uh, 1794, which we've talked about on a previous pod, but they said that they, uh, that they, they distill this in their uh, small stills, which need to be rested between batches. And what that does uh, is it gives more copper contact to the scotch to create their rich flavors, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, which we were talking about with Grinder. In fact, when Grinder was really breaking down the, the high stills versus the low stills, he was saying how the high stills, there's less particulates and the low stills, there's more. And I think it imparts a bit more body, the, the low stills to the scotch where the Glenmorangie tenure, which he said comes from high stills, like it's very light. I mean, you look at the color, even the glass, it's like yeah. like a tequila almost. Yeah. 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 Very good scotch. Going thank back, you, Pagoda. Thank you, Pagoda. Going oh, back, well, going back to Cheers, by the way. So I have, <laughs> I, I, I was going to put this. We have a group text. <laughs> I was going to put this out on the group text. So I've been watching Cheers on Hulu. Now, <laughs> I must say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than some in the room. Um, so maybe you got, then a couple of the guys, um, the young ones over here. The, the uh, yeah, the youngins. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've been watching Cheers because it's comforting to me. Very so comforting. So there's certain shows that from your childhood absolutely cheers is one yep. mash is one yep that's another one that's that's really kind of comforting to watch like when you're going to sleep you yeah. know, yeah. it's perfect right. timing for that it's perfect, perfect timing, timing for that right <laughs> they didn't hear me no so, <laughs> i said i love lucy yeah i love lucy. that's more rooster's time frame <laughs> yeah, I, we, oh. yeah but we watched a lot of i, I was love more lucy. into sanford. i did i did sanford I and i did lucy Sam, sanford <laughs> bum, 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 oh yeah bum, you bum, big bum, dummy bum, you um uh, but uh so i was i was gonna mention this in the text kirstie alley back in the day boy oh boy i had many hard-ons over her wow (laughs) is she a good looking woman she was i mean she was was. looking woman so i'm reminiscing right now yeah man i'm telling you just revisit starting with season six can can you reminisce when you're alone (laughs) (laughs) things can get dangerous when Ben gets excited Uh, but 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 I gotta tell you, she was a beautiful woman. And when and when you go back, so Shelley Long, on Cheers, was like to me was so annoying as a character. With her whole character was annoying to me. But the minute it switched to, switches to 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 Kirstie Alley as Rebecca Howe, the show for me gets better, like exponentially better. Mm. And because uh, she's she's a smoke show, she is. She's a, and Shelley Long to me. There's nothing that's attractive about her, including her personality, her affect, the whole thing. I never understood it. But the minute that show switches to to, to Rebecca Howe and Sam sells the bar, and to that corporation, <laughs> right? Remember all this guys? Yeah, remember yeah. it was dramatic. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It's dramatic, and and she has the crush on the owner 
of the parent uh, company. Right. And uh, anyway, but I was going to, I was sending her, I mean, when you look at Kirstie Alley, she's, she's a lunatic Scientologist. But back in the day? But back in the day. Smoke show. Such a smoke show, man. Oh, so, so good you know looking. What? Sam had a thing for Shelly. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Of course. There was some chemistry between Yeah, them. big time. There was. There was, but. But that's what, a funny show. What what years was uh, Cheers on the air? Uh, late, 80s? Late was it 80s? 11 seasons probably? Okay. Yeah, late 80s. So like mid 80s to early 90s yeah, kind of, type of thing? After Three's Company? Yeah, okay. you'd have to wiki it. I mean, it was on, I think, 11 seasons. A before, long time. Before well, the Seinfeld. writing is so good. It's so this is, a, this is Seinfeld before Seinfeld as far as popular culture and oh, stuff, yeah. right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This okay. is one yeah. of the before greatest. Friends, before Friends. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. It really puts, like, the modern sitcom, maybe, like, you could argue, like, on early you know. 80s. Early 80s. Can I ask yeah, a like question? Did mid, you? Yeah, mid, mid, mid 80s. Mid 80s. Did we yeah. get the, the Lounge Lizard's name from Cheers? Wasn't there a? Didn't you send us a clip where the lounge? Somebody said something in the show about a lounge. Oh, lizard? that was a one-liner from Cheers that I sent you guys, but that's not where we got it oh, from. Okay, got it. I okay. think it originated with I would walk into the lounge and say, "What's up, lounge lizard?" Got it. Okay, that's all right. right. Um, <laughs> How good but, was Norm? Oh, oh. Norm. <laughs> who doesn't love Norm? Uh, What's funny? I don't know anything about the show, and I know Norm. <laughs> I know Ted Danson and Norm. That's so it I went mean. from eighty-two to ninety-three. Wow. Which is which Rich. is a long, a good run. long run. Yep. Long run. I'll have to watch it. Well, yeah, and then Woody Woody Harrelson yep. comes on to the show mm-hmm. after Coach dies. Yep. So it's like what the Woody Harrelson and and Kirstie Alley years are really funny. They were. I loved Coach though. I loved him. Oh, he was. Was great. the entire oh. show set in the bar? Was there anything outside the oh, bar? Yeah, they oh, would okay. go outside okay, the okay, bar, okay. but it was mainly it was in the mostly, bar. Mostly in the bar. And Frazier and, and Lilith. Frazier. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very funny, Senator. This is one of those shows you watch on. I Hulu. wanted to bend Lilith over. <laughs> you know, in something real, about her. Always well, back to Bam real, Stick. You know, in, always back to Bam Stick. No, but in real life. No, listen to this. In real life, in real life, like they, they no, they dressed her down. It, in the cast, um, the cast that is, what is her name in real life? She um, was the ultimate prude uh, that you wanted to. B.B. Newworth. Unprude? Unprude and yeah. un- unpluck, you want to call it that. <laughs> Undress. Dr. Lilith Sternen, played by, by Beatrice B.B. Newworth. Um, in real life, she's an attractive woman. Yes. Uh, they, they dumbed her, you know, they, they made her into a real Libra- stiff. Librarian. Yeah. Senator, then- this is one of those shows you watch on Hulu. And it has the black bars on the side. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't have <laughs> black bars on the side. In fairness, we, 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 we grew up with shows with black bars on the side. I know, I'm kidding. Yes, I'm kidding. Did. I'm kidding. I'm like watching, like during the pandemic, like ER with my wife, and there are black bars on the side of that. ER, yeah, I love ER. Was a great, great show. Great show. Great show. What, what well, that's why I always wanted to bring this up. So, like, the, I love some of these classic television shows. Um, you know, ER like, was great. ER was awesome. The yeah. cast was phenomenal. Um, they, uh, Juliana Margulies, Noah Wiley, George, George Clooney, Clooney, Eric LaSalle. Dude, yep. What a great show. What a great show. Awesome show. A wonderful show. And now these shows that they put out, like Chicago Fire and like Texas Emergency, Grey's like Anatomy. Shows. Fuck all of these. <laughs> Horrible well, you know, the shows. Writing, the writing back then in some of these shows, because the sitcom was so was so big. It was such a revenue generator. For NBC on Thursday nights, it was like Thursday nights prime time. I mean, you only had so many things on television. I mean, people looked forward to these 
episodes, like the last episode of Friends. The writing on Friends was good. We had no internet. Yeah, right. None of that existed. And the writing was very witty. Um, and it wasn't sharp as a knife. It was like a dull butter knife. It was really pleasurable. Bam, help me understand. How did you survive without Siri? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, looking back, I don't know. Maybe I can't. A blonde on uh, Three's Company. Oh, oh Suzanne oh. Somers. Which, well, which one? Suzanne Somers. Wow. Oh, Suzanne Somers. What God. a smoke show. Oh, my God. Right. That was softcore porn back then. You know what? I had many hard-ons over that show, too. <laughs> yes. hey, listen, we can go all the way back to the Brady Bunch of Marsha for that shit. Marsha. A few well, of the members weren't born well, then, by Marsha the way. Marsha took a turn, a, a wrong turn in life, though, didn't she? Mm, she no. Did, she did no, porn. No, no, no. She did porn. No, not Marsha. You're thinking, oh, you're thinking of, uh, porn. of the younger one, Cindy. Cindy did porn? Yeah. <laughs> Cindy does porn. I got to look that up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> she did. She did like a sex tape or something. I got to look that up. <laughs> Senator's Wi-Fi is going to be getting pinged. Uh, <laughs> no, she did. No, she went bad. No, no, no. But but that's, isn't but, it? Uh, no, she was, Marsha's life turned out totally fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. You know what? You're, to go back to uh, television revenue really quick, I find it interesting. Uh, you know, Judge Judy had the biggest show on television for years was making 40 50 million dollars a year her fucking salary was 14 million dollars a year more than that no she was making like yeah. 40 she left put a bullet in my head please. she left regular television to go to amazon because she wasn't making enough money let me tell you Mother something go so ahead. i got a confession to make i love it i love it um, <laughs> i i have i am and have been for years. Don't make me walk out of 100% here. 100% addicted to Judge Judy. It's the best show. No <laughs> way. It's, yes. It's great. And, you know, this is funny. I can't believe you brought up Judge Judy. <laughs> because Judge Judy, there's a thing. <laughs> they, I've watched so many Judge Judy episodes over the years. Because it's like, it's like mindless. It's so mindless that sometimes you just want that. It's like relaxingly it's mindless. It's like relaxingly mindless. Yes. You like so that. So sometimes I'll, re uh, <laughs> I'll almost like read the paper and have like Judge Judy on in the background. There are some, some smoking hot kind of less fortunate women <laughs> oh, that appear on Judge Judy. That's true. And you want to know what you, you know, it's interesting to do. Just try this exercise out. It may seem sick, whatever. Call me a sicko. Go Are on Facebook and then search the girl's name just to skip additional photos of what they look like in real life. And sometimes you find out fascinating shit. Oh, my God. So, like, if you see, because they'll be, they'll be like, you know, this is Anne-Marie Luciano. She's suing her boyfriend Mario for, for back rent. You know, and you're like, oh, my God, look at this. How did someone, look at this chick. She's so hot. And then you, 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 you look it up on Facebook and you're like, ah. This is what she really looks like. <laughs> it's like you're putting your name out to like literally 10 million people watch that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about I mean, Dr. Ruth? Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. She died recently, You'll right? take the penis <laughs> and you, and you oh. cup the testicle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can find the G-spot. <laughs> Very is she, important. Is she still alive? I think she died. I think she okay. died. I think she died a couple years ago. She had so, a radio uh, show. Seven, yeah, she did. On seven on uh, 770. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Can I just say, though, the only thing that I thought was so strange, so when Judge Judy moved this show to Amazon, she didn't take the fucking bail. She didn't even call him. Bird. Oh, oh Bird you, know how much, you know how much Bird makes? Bird makes made a million dollars 
a year. Oh, wow. It's great. Goodness. It's the greatest job. That's the greatest oh. job. She didn't even call In him. America. He was good. He was she didn't good. even I call him. him. I don't know why she didn't bring him over. Yeah. A million dollars My a year. mom. That's so true. I went home this past weekend. I think you guys know. And I, I went to see my mom. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't watch Judge Judy. And I said, all right, well, let me see what I could do to help you. I know, you know, the, she moved to Amazon, IMDB Pro or something. Amazon. So I set up the Prime and she's watching. She goes, well, where's Bert? And I'm like, first off, it's not Bert. It's Bird. Bert. His name is Petri Hawkins Bird. She's like, well, where's Bert? And I was like, well, <laughs> Judge Judy didn't call her. And she hired a legal assistant and she hired somebody to sit there and type for some reason on the show. But she never called Bird. Yeah, man. It's funny that you mentioned how much he made Puba because... I started reading about this because I, for whatever reason, I was just really shy. I just, it's like iconic. Like you just expect her and him like in the frame. And there was an interview with him where he said, apparently they did not have the budget to pay him what he was making. And his frustration was he was willing to take a pay cut. And he said that judge Judy just assumed he wouldn't do that. And so he was just pissed that she didn't even ask or offer and that that was that was kind of the, the source of yeah I mean it's oh there was some there it's wasn't a, a little bit of a parting of ways yeah yeah what but she can cross examine somebody I mean boy oh boy she has some great one liners man she is I mean she will interrogate the crap out of some out of yeah somebody. over two hundred fifty bucks over two hundred fifty <laughs> bucks that she's takes, making she's making forty million a year <laughs> she's grilling a guy over three hundred bucks no, no 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 it's a yes yes or no yes. Or no, no, no. I like, does it say stupid on my forehead? Yeah. Does it say stupid <laughs> yeah, on my forehead? That's another one. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. <laughs> yeah. She's oh, fiery. Man. She's great. All right, so boys, back to the uh, Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary. Nicaraguan, coming down to the end here. I think we're all past, getting close to the last third, if not well into it, Pagoda. Um, what do you guys <laughs> think right now? Yeah, I, I thought it got a bit spicy towards the end, a little more peppery. Um, but um, yeah, kind of enjoyed it. I agree with that. It's definitely spicier for me in the last third, and it's even picked up more in strength, which is hard to believe. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I don't either. No, I, I expected I, it to get rough. I asked, I thought it would get worse, but yeah. it's actually it's 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 okay. You know, I I don't hate it. It's held its own for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. If strong Nicaraguan puros are your jam, and that's what you, then that's what you like like to rock to. This thing, you'll like the cigar. It takes a while to settle in with you, right? And once it's in, it's... Well, I think Puba made the best point about uh, uh, the, the rhythm of smoking. Uh, this is a cigar that needs to be smoked slowly to really it, be enjoyed. It's a pretty good lesson, actually. It is. Even for me, I smoke a little too... I, I do smoke quickly. This needs some time in between draws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah super long finish on this thing, mm -hmm. which is, you know, which is a test, you know, which you could say is a virtue. Uh, in this in this cigar and 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 why um, when they're they're looking at these and rating these uh, these cigars that that's that's a virtue. Yeah, it may not be for everyone, but um, but it certainly could be looked upon as as something very very positive. I I I find like I was just talking a lot, obviously. Um, and hadn't drawn on the cigar, and now I'm and I'm in the last third, and I'm it, it stayed lit. Yeah, and I took another draw. I probably two minutes went by, two and a half minutes went by. I picked it up. I didn't have to relight it, and I got a really nice draw off of it. So I think uh, with the cigar this this powerful that packs this much of a of of a 
of a full experience, you know. Yeah, starting maybe to that's feel the way the, to go. On the back of your throat a little bit, right? A, a touch, maybe a touch. It's not hitting me too hard in the back no. of the throat, which I'm yeah. thankful for because I think if it was, it'd be drying my throat out and I wouldn't be enjoying as much. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely held up, and I think that like we talked about, even still the burn is razor sharp. I certainly haven't touched mine up. I don't know if anybody else has, but um, it's burning well. Yeah, I mean, Rooster's usually a fairly uh, very slow smoker. He he's further along than I am on this. Just trying to keep up with you boys. <laughs> <laughs> so for the Scotch, um, I, I thought this was a really good pairing tonight. I, I really enjoyed it. That's right. We have to rate this. We scotch. have to we have to do a formal liquor rating. Yes, we, we do. About that. Yes, we do. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a pretty nice scotch. I don't know if I'd buy it again, but but I think it's pretty good. Oh, I would buy this. Yeah. Bought, I have bought it like some, somewhat recently. Just grabbed it, you know, doing grab playing, grab that bottle in the liquor store kind of yeah. thing. You I was know, doing that you, today. You know, you grab a couple expensive bottles of scotch or something, you may want to just grab this because, you know, you just, if you're drinking and a little doing a little volume, you may not want to. Just grab $85 bottle of scotch and drink that all the time. But this is totally. kind of half the price. Always know? the so, everyday, everyday yeah, scotch. Yeah, yeah. Giz, should we do it? Yeah, well, I was just looking to see if there was a proof statement on the uh, box here, but there isn't. I'm curious what the proof is on this. I'm guessing it's close to 40, yeah. 45, but... Um, it's not 45. Yeah, so let's do it. Bam, bam, you're up. I'm giving the scotch a seven. A seven. Mm-hmm. All right, Pagoda. Kind of concur. Seven's, seven's a good score for this. So. Okay. I'm in the exact same boat. I'll give it a seven. I'm going to give it a six. Seven. Okay. I'll give the Poland spring bottle an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Across five scores, what's the average? How does this compare to the Kirkland? <laughs> that, I, like it. I like it better than the Kirkland. I think I would yeah. slot this. I, I think in the same spot, I, that, I think the Kirkland kind of fits in the same spot for me. I would pick the Kirkland over this. The Kirkland's smoother than this. It does, this has a little bit of a bite. Uh, yeah, I think what I, where I would put this, I, I would definitely like the Kirkland. So what's the, uh, what's the formal liquor rating there, Senator? Formal rating is a 6.8. 6.8. Very nice. Which is a modest recommend. Modest recommend. I'm surprised again that this cigar didn't get harsh toward the end here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I w- I'm very surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah, I definitely expected it to, to fade a little bit uh, in my enjoyment, but it hasn't. It's a powerful smoke. Yeah. It is. Definitely. I mean, actually, another cigar, we didn't mention that this is a bit similar to, particularly in the last third, the Padron Black Label. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the Black Label, I don't know, it has, um, it's like desserty in a way to me. It's true. It has like a dessert kind of vibe to me. Not as much spice as this. Yeah, it's like chocolate cake. Like all Padrones have that. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm this not allowed to have that yeah, cigar. Yeah, you're cut out on that cigar. <laughs> I can't wait to have Jorge, Jorge Padron on and tell him that story. <laughs> I can't wait. But, but it's, uh, you know, what's interesting is that we've been comparing this with some really high-end premium cigars. It's true. It's true. It's not easy to make a full-flavored cigar like this that is not so aggressive that you're getting that feeling we are all saying we don't want in the back of your throat as you're smoking it. So, you know, no matter what we rate this, I will give this cigar credit that they've done a they've done a pretty good job of delivering a lot of flavor in a yeah. cigar. So do you think the cigar does better in the American market than the European market? Absolutely. No question. Right? It's Absolutely. made for the American in market. In the European yeah. market, they wouldn't even Full know what to flavor. do with this cigar. No. They throw it in the fire, in the fireplace. I mean, you can't buy a Padron in Europe. 
right? Yeah, they're not. It's smart. like a foreign. They're not, they're I mean, the Nicaraguan puro is like a foreign concept outside yeah. of the U.S. They're not smoking. So you guys, you guys mentioned AJ Fernandez. I have a question about that. Does he blend all of the, uh, uh, I guess the Cuban named New World cigars for Altadis? Uh, Altadis is is that is he their guy for that? I know obviously he has his own line, but mm-hmm. how does that work? Because he did the Ramon Ionis, right? Yeah, the the non-Cuban Ramon Ionis by AJ Fernandez. Yeah. Which at some point we're going to do. Oh, I think. He does a he does a shitload of collaborations yeah. though. A lot. He collaborates with Caldwell. He collaborates with all kinds of. So is he like a consultant or something that he gets hired to, to kind of blend these things? Or, I'm curious how that Pretty works. Much. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean he's. I need to get into that kind of consulting. Yeah, yeah you that's do. A great, that's a great <laughs> business. I think it would it would have to take a master to do what he does, right? I'll be in for all yeah. the focus studies. <laughs> <laughs> focus groups. He's a world-class guy. All right, you guys ready to give it the uh, formal lizard rating? I think so. On the Monte Cristo 1935. Rooster, you're up. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a seven. Me too. I'm in the same boat. Okay. Seven, yep. All right. I'm also going to give it a seven. Oh, so far all around. Seven here. Yeah. Strong seven. Absolute seven. Yeah. Strong seven. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Strong seven. Maybe even a seven. If I had to give a decimal, I'd give it a seven five. For there's virtue in this. It's it's got a there's merit to this. It this it, it, if it's not your thing, it may not be your thing. But if it is your thing, this is this is the, the, you'll like it. You I know? think this goes back to I, I I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on another episode. You know, when you're at a a cigar lounge and you have to buy a cigar there, right? They don't allow you to bring in outside sticks. We can't bring in what we normally smoke and you need to find something that's going to satisfy and not be a huge disappointment. This is a cigar. If I saw that and I'm probably going to stay there and have one or two sticks, I, I would pick this up. It would work. Uh, I mean, right? I agree a hundred percent. I would yeah. pick it up. I would, if it was given to me, I'd smoke it um, in a social setting. Uh, or if, if, yeah, I agree. So is a seven a good recommend? Yeah, I would yeah, say so. I would recommend. Say so. Yeah, and yeah. you know what's interesting about what you just said about uh, availability? I think you're going to find this over the any of the other cigars we mentioned, any of the Padrones, even the Liga, we obviously talked about the scarcity of that right now. I think a cigar who's deliver, that's delivering what a smoker would be looking for in this cigar, a strong Nicaraguan, full flavor, I think you're going to be able to find this a lot more places than you are some of those other cigars. You know, And obviously the Monte Cristo Lounge, all those places are going to have these. Uh, you know, uh, more readily available than 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 some of those others. Yep, yep. You know. If you can't find the Padron, if you can't find the Davidoff Nicaraguan, I would highly recommend over this a Padron. But if you can't find those, um, this is this this is a pretty decent substitute. Yeah, I like it. You know, and that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty good company. Yeah, I think so. I I'll be honest. We've talked about this before. That the benefit of this podcast for the guys in this room. Obviously, I hope the listeners are getting a lot of value out of uh, out of our experience here. But for me, obviously, trying cigars that I would never reach for normally, just because of my bullheaded, you know, tunnel vision nature, um, we're trying stuff that that I would have never purchased. And I think that's very eye opening for me that I would slot this in somewhere. I would never a year ago have said to you guys, "Hey, let's try the Monte Cristo 1935 uh, Nicaraguan." I just wouldn't have done it. You know, I I think that's really a benefit of for me what we're doing. In the room here, you know, hundred percent agree. Yeah, the burn, the combustion, all very good. The construction was very good. 
Yeah, clearly a high quality cigar. It's a high quality cigar. Yeah, and you think about the price point, you know, you get a lot of bang for your buck in the sense that this this leaves you just with so much flavor and so satisfied when you're craving a cigar that you feel like that's money well spent. I mean, I I could have this and not have another cigar for the rest of the night and I'll, I'll feel very satisfied where there aren't that many cigars you would say that about. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it's that it's the similar feeling that I got with the Liga where like you feel even though the flavor profile for me like isn't right in my wheelhouse totally. Um, the long finish is what does it. Yeah, but no, but I feel good. Like it's that good feeling that you have when you smoke a strong cigar, like kind of picks you up a little bit, it, but in a good way, definitely delivered on that. All right, boys, the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary number two, Nicaraguan, a flat seven from the Lizards tonight. A good recommend. A, a very good, good recommend. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And the open was great too, Pagoda. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.